Welcome back to another episode of Broken Record Ministries. I'm Ronnie. Medium-sized Mike's back. How you doing? Brother Bob's back. What's up? Carl's back. The man with no nickname and only two shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Silent Ron's back. Hello. <laughs> the man with no name. Could you please read the Bible verse for us? Yes. John chapter 6, verse 35 says, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will not hunger, and he who believes in me will never thirst. We're going to take a break for this special message, and we'll be on the other side. My name is Ben Fuller, and it is an honor to be here with you today. Jesus was speaking about the followers and the friends and the disciples that had gone astray that had taken other paths and other roads and other ways around following him. He turned to his 12 disciples and he said, are you going to go too? And I, I picture Peter lower than the rest. And Peter, I can relate to Peter so much, but I pictured him lower than the rest. I pictured him lower than Jesus. And he looked up and he said, my Lord, to whom else shall we go? My whole life, I was a drug addict. I was a liar. I ran away. This scripture, John 6, spoke to me more than any, has spoken to me more than any scripture in the Bible has yet. But my Lord, to whom else shall we go? There's nobody else. There's nothing else after the things that I've tried, after the, the, the roads that I've taken, <laughs> the paths, that I've traveled, nothing has worked besides Jesus, besides following Christ. So that's the encouragement that I have for you today. That coming from a man that has tried everything, nothing has worked but Jesus. So next time, ask yourself, my Lord, to whom else shall we go? I've got nobody else. How about you? <laughs> I love you guys. I'll talk to you soon. Tonight's topic is encouragement. What does that look like? How powerful is it? Negative encouragement, but most importantly, how powerful is good encouragement? Oh, everybody leap to talk at once. Mm. Nobody look at me at the table because nobody wants to go first. So I'll go first. I think it's very vital. No matter which side of the coin you're at, right? Nobody can disencourage you more than yourself. Mm -hmm. So if you're already doing that, somebody else is kicking the dirt on you, so to speak, yep. right? But if you're doing that and somebody comes up with uh, with encouragement, no matter what, no matter what it looks like, hey, that only two shirts that you got on uh, that you have, it looks good on you today, right? Yep. Might bring a smile to your face and be like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> but he's smiling. <laughs> but you smile, right? Or, and it, it might even be a throwaway sentence to them. Or you might throw away a sentence to somebody else, and it might be that sentence that they needed to hear. Mm -hmm. I, 
think sometimes we have to remember the encouragement we give somebody might be the only encouragement they hear that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think especially when you do, when you are down on yourself a lot, you know, and you have those, those issues already, I think that it's one of those things that any encouragement is great. Mm-hmm. Because you're again so down for everything, and you know, and like you said, we're our own worst enemies at because we're nobody's nobody's harder on us than we are. Yeah, that's true. Um, <clears throat> you know, encouragement is is done in several different ways. You know, of course, there's the encouraging word. But also your acts, your actions are encouraging. Mm-hmm. Either, you're either going to, people look at, especially when, when you profess you're a Christian, you know, when you say, hey, I'm a part of Jesus and I try and I try to follow what he wants me to do. So they're really going to look hard to see what kind of action you're doing to see if whether you are truly following him. And if you are following then that's encouraging them to start doing the same thing. Right, but if you're not, if you're just giving good lip service and saying that you are following, then you're going out doing what you want to do, live how you want to live. Then that's that's disencouraging. I mean, that's yes, yeah, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the taking away. It's right, the opposite yeah. of encouragement, right? You right know? Yeah. And you know, I firmly believe that even even in our jobs, we should be the man we are on Sunday. We should be that man from Sunday to Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know, you just don't get all dressed up just to go to church, just uh, just to be there. It's 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 it's, a it's not a it's not a club. Right. It's a place you're supposed to go to worship. Right. Worship God, but you don't just stop there. You do it every day of the week, right back to Sunday again. Yeah. Well, it's like that. Um, I won't mention his name, but kind of like what Mike was saying, I got encouragement when somebody left. We had an event, somebody left, and I was talking to you about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, should I go go get him? You said, what does your heart say? And I went. And it was very encouraging to see him on Saturday and it just makes you want to do more. Mm-hmm. It makes you want to go after more. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, it encourages you to do more, builds you up, says, hey, look, this is great. I want to do more. So it's like feeding that fuel, or, you know, it's the fuel to keep firing ahead and keep going after and not giving up. It felt really good for me that day. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It, 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 and for the record, I don't get dressed up to go to the church. Yeah. Well, I don't need <laughs> Do you take your hat off when we pray? Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> wow. Yikes. Carl, you got anything on this topic? Not after that, I don't think. <laughs> and to answer your question before we move on, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I do. Ron is poking the bear. Nah. I think you're... Decouraging me. No, no, no. <laughs> Encouraging. <laughs> no. Be you. I, to to follow what you're saying, though, I think that's it. It no matter 
what ignites that fire to go? Like great coaches, right? Great coaches give encouragement speeches. The greatest coach that has ever lived has gospels written after him. And those guys were ready to walk on water just to see him again. Yeah. Right? And that's what we got to do, too. Not so much maybe not physically walk on water or try to, but we need to, we've said it before, it's a hand up, not a foot down. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, we need to be pouring out what he pours into us. Absolutely. So we could be a lifeline for somebody. You know, if there's somebody walking in rejection, you know, a life of discouragement, our simple act of encouraging can can be life-changing. I remember weeks or months ago, Mike, when you shared that story, that person that had left a suicide note, and they said, if just one person says hi to me between my apartment and the bridge, I won't kill myself. Mm-hmm. And apparently nobody did. Yeah. You know, simple little thing can change somebody's course forever. Oh, there's, I mean, you know, you got them little... Gideon Bible, the Bible, them little Gideon Bibles they leave at the hotel rooms and stuff like that, you know. There's been multiple stories of people going to hotel rooms just going to end it all. Mm-hmm. And something makes them open the drawer and there's that Bible, you know. And then how God's Word is, is what you see it, especially when you're in a down state, when you see God's Word, you always got to look at it just because it draws us to Him. Because mm-hmm. that Bible's alive. Them words are alive. And, you know, even when I'm down, if I'm down and, and I walk by my Bible, I'm like, oh, I'll open it up. And wherever I go, I go. But every time, it goes to where I need to hear. Mm-hmm. And it's like those words jump off the page. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't even, you know, when I do it, it's just the fact that I'm opening it and knowing what I'm looking at is truth. Mm-hmm. You know, I may not read sometimes, but just the fact that I know if I open it, that's him. Mm-hmm. Right. And we're face to face. Absolutely. It's a, that's a way to connect. Mm-hmm. And it gets, and you know, just looking at the words that are in that book just gets me questioning where I'm at myself and it just helps me answer some of my own questions that I have you know where I'm at or you know if there's a situation I'm in I open it up and it gets me so called I guess you are you would almost think you're talking to yourself but you're not because he's listening mm-hmm. and you're sitting there talking and then next thing you know something comes over you like well there's the answer mm-hmm. because he has given it to you mm-hmm. You know, so that's encouraging. Absolutely. In itself. And like you all were talking about, Carl said about the person who said if somebody would have just said hi, you know, it's amazing to think if you were to walk past somebody not even knowing them and they were having a bad day and you didn't even know it. Mm-hmm. And you say, you know, hi, you know, how's your day going? Or hope you have a good day. Who knows where that's going to take them the next few steps? Yeah. You know, do they turn and keep going to this way? Or do they say, well, dang, that was great. That gives me encouragement to keep going this way. You know what I'm saying? It's straight. Or it might give them fuel to fight back to whatever 
is fighting against them. Yeah. And sometimes it's ourselves. What we've already said it twice now, but we're our biggest enemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? But if there's those words or actions of encouragement, then sometimes it's enough for us to pick up and look up and take action ourselves. Mm-hmm. Well, and for those that aren't abiding in Jesus, it gives them a picture of what that looks like. It does. Mm-hmm. It gives them a picture of the hope that they don't have. Right. You know, and when we as believers who should be abiding in Him, when we don't demonstrate that sort of trying to say this as diplomatically as possible when we don't reflect Jesus the way we should or we go out of our way to do the opposite man that can have detrimental a detrimental impact on somebody oh, or yourself or yourself yeah or, or yourself. yourself because there's been times where well here recently majorly because it's been on my mind a lot since my son that you know you walk and you're like man if I'd only said something, you know, you think about saying it, but yet for some reason something turns you away and you don't say it. And then it's like, man, why didn't I say it? Yeah. Why couldn't I say anything? You know, and it's, it's sometimes it's a hard pill to swallow. Right. You know, sometimes it may not have been the right time or whatever, but not saying something for me now is not an option even if the person at that time may not want to hear it it may need to be said anyway just so the fact that they know they did hear it mm-hmm. and they can look back on it right and maybe that but then also you don't have the opportunity to go back and say now I know why I was supposed to or now you have the regret of not saying something majorly, you know, because uh, again, I saying know, I, I or know, doing right. Cause I know if I don't, then I, it's on my heart because I know God told me to do it because it's out of my comfort zone. If it's anything that's out of my comfort zone, I know it's not me saying to do it because right. And that was do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that was just it. I'm like, is it my place to say this? I'm feeling a, a certain feeling of like, Man, am I the right person that's supposed to be saying this? And because of that feeling, I should have said something, mm-hmm. but I chose not to, and I should have. And that hopefully not going to happen again because I'm going to check myself okay. when I had that feeling, and I'm going to have to just stop, ask myself what's going on, what's really being asked here, and then, you know, go from there because I don't want to. I don't want to make the same, and I'm pro- I'm going to make mistakes. Oh yeah, it's who it's who we are. But if I can stop long enough to see what's going on, something I say or do could make a difference in someone's life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and you know what? You aren't alone thinking that or feeling that because everybody at this table has had that in some way, mm-hmm. no matter what it was, no matter if it was going and fixing a flat tire on the side of the road or helping someone cross the street or just stopping to say something. Because also, on the flip side of that, 
we've also been in that car that had a flat tire on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. You know, the situation I was alluding to with my comments, I felt prodded to go over and sit next to the guy so he wouldn't get pushed right out the door. Mm-hmm. Repeatedly felt prodded to, and I didn't mm-hmm. do it. And I've been kicking myself that ever since. You know what? And I know who, I know the situation you're talking about. And after all that went down, I thought the same thing, Carl. I was like, you know what? Why didn't I go sit down by this guy? And that way, if somebody came up, I could say, hey, look. You know, this guy needs to be here. But you also got to kind of look at the uh, other side of that, too. God may not have been done with him yet. You know, God may not have thought it was his time yet. Right. See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He still has some work to do. Mm -hmm. You know, so, I mean, yes, we feel bad because he did that, but... I don't think it was God's time yet. Because if you if you look back, right? Like I, I I see both sides. Because how many times was there a Carl or Ron that wanted to do something for me? Yeah. And no matter what they said, I wasn't going to do it. No matter what they did, I wasn't going to do it because of that. Right. And and I say that because the boy I was sitting beside. That we met on the street there by the community kitchen. Yeah. That was the boy. Um, he was sitting there. He went outside once. And I, I went after him. He wasn't going to come back in then. He was just, I mean, he was he was com- being convicted real hard. Mm-hmm. So I stood outside and I hoped Donnie will love Donnie will not be. Really. God's pursuing you. God wants you tonight. He wants you he loves you that much. I'm like, just come back in, just just for a little while longer. So he come back in, but when when James started speaking, mm-hmm. and he brought up Psalms 23, I think it, and he started talking on it, and he, you could just tell his countenance just dropped. I mean, he was being really convicted hard, and I, and he, he got up and I'm like, dude, are, are you really? Are you leaving? He's like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I gotta go, I gotta go. But he didn't leave. He went out in, in the waiting room where my wife was at, and she talked to him. Hugging. I mean, we've known this kid since he was probably three feet tall, you know, two, two and a half, three foot tall. He, he, he used to come to our house all the time. But um, he was out there and, and hugging on her, you know, and... and he went ahead and left after that, but I, I, I really thought that he should have stayed. Mm-hmm. I really do because I know God was pursuing him. I know God was convicting his heart, but he just didn't want to accept it yet. And I tried to, I tried to encourage him to stay, but I mean, it just, uh, I couldn't do it. I right. mean, it just his, his confidence was just dropped. So he, I see myself in him because. That's how I rejected God. I'm like, man, I'm too low. I can't. Nobody can. You know, God can't save me. Mm-hmm. God. God can't bring me to Him. Because He loved me enough, even after I rejected Him on my front porch, to pursue me. And I know, 
I know without a shadow of a doubt that's what God was doing to that young man. Mm-hmm. But I just couldn't get him to hang. Just couldn't get him to understand. I believe in my heart because I think if it, if I was that guy you're talking about and I was being spoke to like that and I left, I believe for me, which I I truly hope for him as well, just the words that he did hear that night just kept going over and over and over in his head and he was asking questions and what he heard was answering those questions and leading him to where, you know, everybody truly wants to be and where Bob was hoping or where everybody hopes that we end up. But for me, I could see myself, like I said, asking myself questions on what I heard that night. Am I worthy? And then putting it back to what I'd heard, you know, and leading me back to where I need to be. Great. So I... For me, I, that's the hope I hold on to for that man. Yeah. And hopefully that's what's going on with him. And we'll see him again. Yeah, I just, mm-hmm. I just pray God just keeps convicting him and convicting him and just and then just makes him understand that he's a rock bottom. I mean, he's at rock bottom. Mm-hmm. He's just not understanding it yet. Mm-hmm. Right. Apparently he hasn't hit rock bottom enough to... You know, that's, that's what I call when you hit rock bottom... That's when you just start digging because mm-hmm. you want to go deeper. Mm-hmm. You know, you think you think that if you dig if you dig your way out, you're going to be okay. But that's not the way to do it. Right. You can't just keep digging and, and go deeper and deeper because that's not the way. You got to look up. Yeah. Go ahead. No, go. I think that's one of the things you see with King Manasseh. I think one of the things that that account proves to us is that if there's a a nugget of a chance that he can get through to you. He's going to move God, I mean. He's going to move heaven and earth to get you to that place, even if it's Mm -hmm. very unpleasant for Mm -hmm. us. And I think, you know, hearkening to what you said, Ron, I really think that's what happened with Vanessa. I think when he was in the palace, surrounded by his advisors and other pagans giving bad advice, it was drowning out. That's all I could hear. Mm -hmm. And I think it wasn't until he was in the prison cell that all he could hear were the words of Hezekiah, his father, were the words of the prophets, were the words that he, he had heard recounted from the law, you know, the father's own words, you know, and images of the sins he had committed, and I think it broke him. I think he, he he heard the words that he knew in his heart were right, and saw the images of the things that he that he had done that he knew were wrong, mm-hmm. and it broke him to that place where he could finally surrender. But it yep. took it took that rock bottom experience. You know, it, it, for a lot of us, and rock bottom looks different for everybody, <laughs> right? Like yeah. you, you can wear it like a mask. Mm-hmm. Because I really believe, and we talked about this in our small group, but one of my biggest fans is my wife. And she encourages. So she threw out that encouragement by Judges 16, 16, nagging me to death to go to church with her that first time, right? Mm -hmm. But one thing that I'm bad at is communication. So I wasn't talking to her about the the struggles I had inside. So like the gentleman that you guys are talking about, the only difference was even though we were third row right side and I had an aisle seat like I do today, I couldn't lift my foot 
You couldn't exit stage left, could you? I, I couldn't exit stage left. Now, if it was two weeks before, probably so. I could have bionic guide out of there or go-go gadgets, whatever. But at that moment, the encouragement to get there, the encouragement that I heard, that I felt, kept me there even when I didn't want to be there. Right. And that's like with Bob, when he was talking about this guy, is you've got to remember that you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Mm-hmm. He, he's got to be. He's got to know he's at rock bottom, and then he needs God. He's got to turn, make that turn around, that one eighty, to say, "This is what I need." I mean, and that's when you're talking about everybody's rock bottom being different. I mean, we can see people getting slapped in the face with their rock bottom, and it's still not getting it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's somewhat discouraging. I know personally because you're like, really, this this isn't going to get it for you. It's- Right. And then the next thing, right. And then yeah. the next thing is really this this isn't this isn't, you know. Yeah. But again, it has to be sorry, it has to be their journey. Mm-hmm. I mean, otherwise it can't be our will. Right. Same token with you saying you can't lead a horse or how how did you just say that? You can lead a horse to water, but you, but can't, you can't make him drink. Him drink. Yeah. Right. But at the same token, obviously he's thirsty because he was there. Right. And that's the thing. You just yeah. got to keep leading him back right. to it until he drinks. Right. So, you know, and but praying and by being there and trying and encouraging yeah. and everything. But there again, like Mike said, you can lead that horse there. Even though he knows he's thirsty, mm-hmm. he's still going to refuse to take a drink of that water. Mm-hmm. Just because you led him there. Because yeah. in, my, in my personal journey to where I'm at now, for the longest time... I know, I have known I have been searching for something. Right. Because I, you can feel it. Mm -hmm. I can feel it. And I don't know if it was because I wasn't getting the open eye signs of what it was Mm -hmm. or whatever, but I could just feel it. Right. And then one day it just overcame me. Mm-hmm. So you're a yeah. big flash of neon sign guy like Mike is then. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you, you're not going to see it unless it's That's blinking. Right, yeah. bloop, 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 bloop. I may not see it, but I something is there because oh, yeah. you, get you, know the cold, you get the cold chills, the hair on the back of your neck stands up. Yeah, but most you know, times, if it's that little feather flying by, that's right. not what you're seeing. You're wanting that. Right. Yeah, I'm right there. You know, cause so you guys are the man in the ocean. Like, please, God, save me, and he sends a helicopter. You're like, no, no, I'm waiting on God to save me. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes. Well, I think I'll, better. I think I'll, I was going to say, I think I'll grab the rope. Because evidently God sent that helicopter there to get me, yeah. so I'm grabbing the rope. Just say it, though. People do that. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it's like eh, that helicopter's white. I was waiting on a blue one. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know? Guess what? I've been that guy. Yeah. I mean, you know. And I can say that because I have been yeah. that guy too. And just uh, now that I look back, I'm like, yeah, I know God. You was there. And you was waiting on me at that time. But guess what? I disobeyed you, but yet you still was merciful enough to let me live. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I said it over and over in past episodes. 
you know, growing up the way I grew up. You didn't know it was there. Felt something, didn't know what it was. But now, looking back at it, you know, it could have only been him. Right. And the fact that he didn't give up on me, even though I truly didn't know who he was at that time, or probably didn't even believe, is just a great feeling. And I thank him every day. Mm Mm-hmm. See, there's a blessing and a curse, too, because, like, you and Mike are the blinky neon light sign guys as to where I'm going to speak for Carl, but he might disagree with me, but he knows I'm right. Him and, <laughs> him and I... I mean, I'm, I'm here. I need to talk. Him and I would see the feather floating and be like, what does that mean? What's a white feather mean? Oh, let me go see if I can find out what this means. Mm-hmm. Well, why is it white and not a brown feather? Or and then we would overthink and overthink and overthink some more. And then when we thought we were done overthinking, we'd still overthink. Yeah. Overthink to the point you're paralyzed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can see that in you too. Mm-hmm. So I was correct. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody got anything else? I think mine does. I can feel it. Yeah, I, I see the wheels turning. I think it's still just, it's still hitting me. The, you know, every day I try and find something that is a God sighting. It, it, and it doesn't matter where you are, everything. I mean, obviously waking up is, is a God sighting, but I think you should be able to find God's beauty in anything in the day. And I think it's just hitting me that it, we talk about letting. Not, not taking away somebody's opportunity to, to bless us. Don't take away your ability to be somebody's God sighting. Mm-hmm. Because like Bob was talking about, the, I think the true measure of following Christ is emulating Christ when nobody's watching. Right. And, you know, so I think if that's how we live our life, then people are going to see it and they're going to see the difference. Mm-hmm. So I just think that's huge. Would that be your final thought? Or do you have another one? He's got one. Oh, I got one. I got one because All right, well, better than anything I could do. It's an- How about Bob? <laughs> Bob go and then we'll go back and then we'll go this way. How about that? So you want me to start oh, off? Start it off. All right, so he's not what the fuck. I've been waiting. See how I did that. Because, uh, yeah, see how that works? Yeah. I don't have follow Carl. Neither does Ronnie. See, I've already learned. I do. I'm the last you, one. Well, you yeah, guys, Ron's got to follow. Hey, oh, if you guys remember right, I learned that on Saturday. Not to follow them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. We can't push you to the right, though. Yeah. I know. I know. But, you know, uh, my final thought is, Actually, I guess not a final thought. This is my final saying. Jesus encouraged his disciples with some stuff. But it's, it's, I really, they're kind of words of encouragement, but yet they're kind of uh, a slap in the face too. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like a wake up call. Mm -hmm. So it's actually out of John 15, verses 18 through 21. And it says, let me get my peepers on. 
If the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I choose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you. A servant is no greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will also keep yours. But all these things they will do to you on account of my name, because they do not know him who sent me. So, you know, them, them was actually, really, he was encouraging them to go on. But yet, he's like, you know, these words of encouragement are going to get you persecuted. Mm-hmm. They're going to get you hated. They're going to get the world not to like you. Mm-hmm. So, be different. That's mm-hmm. what he's saying. Be different. Don't be of the world because the world loves itself. Mm-hmm. And the world loves a person that's in the world. But it sure hates a person that's not in the world. Mm-hmm. And I want to be that guy. I want to be hated by the world because I sure don't want to be of the world anymore. Mm-hmm. My final thoughts. Don't be of the world. Be of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to follow Bob. I, I know, right? Oof. Well, thank, thank the Lord it's from the Bible, not me. Right. And also, side note, that's why we go before Bob. <laughs> <laughs> so Joshua 1.9 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Absolutely. The ultimate encourager is Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. I can't change the way people act the way we too often treat each other, but he's the ultimate encourager. Um, something that's been coming up for me a lot recently is the, the, the analogy of the shepherd language. I see that repeated so often in scripture. He's been reminding me of that since Sutho, really. And uh, something really struck me a couple of days ago, a day or two ago, about this. There's a, when, you're, when you're rearing sheep, there's a chance, and it can happen for a lot of reasons, but one of the reasons it can occur is that when a ewe sheep has a lamb, she can reject it. There's a possibility she'll reject the lamb. And it can even be for no good reason, really. And once the lamb gets rejected, it's impossible to get another another sheep to, to rear it. So it'll hang its head. They call it a bummer lamb. They'll hang, its, they'll hang their head, and within a couple of days, if there's no intervention, they'll die. The only hope that the bummer lamb has for survival is if there's a good shepherd over the flock, that the shepherd takes the lamb in to his tent and rears the lamb himself. One-on-one. One-on-one time with the good shepherd is the only hope the bummer lamb has. And I don't know if this is apocryphal, if it's it's true. I I tend to believe it's true. Uh, Once a good shepherd rears a bummer lamb, they say that when the bummer lamb grows up into a sheep when the shepherd calls it's the first one running it's the first one running as fast as it can to get there because it's so in love with the good shepherd because the good shepherd's like its mother right I guess that's my final thought thank God we have a good shepherd that when people hurt us and discourage us and reject us and push us away and beat us down that we have a good shepherd that brings us into his tent to keep us from floundering and dying 
mine kind of goes with Mike's, and it's it's more of a it's it's a Bible verse. It's Isaiah forty one ten, and it says, "Don't fear, because I am with you. Don't be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you." I will surely help you. I will hold you with my righteous, strong hand. Mine actually is a couple of lyrics from the person that gave us the message at the beginning of the episode. And it speaks to me a lot. So this is from his song, Chasing Rebels. I find no glory in my story. All the times I ran away. And I'm not proud of where I've been and all the choices I've made. But if my past is now your present, I'm praying you see how there's an unrelenting coming for you Savior who loves chasing rebels down. Mike, would you lead us in prayer? Absolutely. Lord our God, thank you. Thank you for not giving up on us. Thank you for always being there. No matter how many times we turned away, no matter how many times we said we didn't need you, no matter the sins that we sins that we did God the ones that we talk about openly and the ones that we don't that we're just still too ashamed to and when we made that decision to turn around to you you're still there with your arms open wide sometimes it's just so overwhelming We know we could never earn it, we could never deserve it, and that nothing we could ever do would ever equal what you've given us, and that you give us each and every time we screw up. But God, we do love you. We love you in the good times, we love you in the hard times, we love you in the bad times. And just thank you. In your son's precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. And until next time. Welcome to Ministry. Catch you on the flip side.